Oh, it's good to be here. Really good to be here. So glad to see most of my family was able to come. Miss Dawn stayed with Jackson so that we could all be here. So it's just a real joy after six months to be able to be here with my wife. So praise the Lord. I want to read to you a text from 2 Corinthians 1. 2 Corinthians 1, which we'll see. I want to tie into what we've gone through and what you've done and exhort us, exhort us in this whole subject of prayer. 2 Corinthians 1. We'll start in verse 8. For we do not want you to be unaware, brethren, of our affliction which came to us in Asia, that we were burdened excessively beyond our strength, so that we even despaired of life. Indeed, we had the sentence of death within ourselves, so that we would not trust in ourselves, but in God, who raises the dead, who delivered us from so great a peril of death, and will deliver us, He on whom we have set our hope. And He will yet deliver us, you also joining in helping us through your prayers, so that thanks may be given by many persons on our behalf for the favor bestowed on us through the prayers of many. The phrase that I want to just give us a short exhortation on this morning is that phrase in verse 11, helping through prayer. Helping through prayer. It's quite a thought. And what I want to do in this is, especially, um, will be you know an encouragement in private prayer, praying in secret, um, you know, but also and especially the prayer meetings. We can't take these meetings for granted. They are vital, especially one of one of the best safeguards in a growing church is a vital prayer meeting, vital prayer meeting. So we can't take these meetings for granted. And I say that partly because. I have just had a fresh experience of what happens when the saints pray. When we, when, um, when I ended up in the ICU and my poor wife was walking between CICU for babies and CICU for adults, I was thinking, you know, this is getting pretty bad. And then you all came together and had a night of prayer, and it's like the whole thing turned around immediately. It was amazing. It's like there was a sense of some kind of burden being gone. And I can't tell you the times, Rachel and I were talking about this last night, I can't tell you the times that I would look down and realize the saints are at the building. They're, they're praying right now. And oh, the relief. It's just like, there's my burden. They've got it right now. And we would feel, we would feel that. It's like one thing that God did... Um, so often was, is something would change. You know, he, 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 it's like the surgeon said, it's like any post-surgical complication that you can have, he got it. Like he, he hit every bump in the road. But, and so we would come up against these things and all of a sudden we would change and God would give us an overwhelming sense, the saints are praying. I'm answering prayer. It was remarkable. And so I have a fresh zeal, a fresh desire to stir us up in this great work of prayer in our own lives, but especially 
coming out here to the building to our prayer meetings and join in helping through prayers. So this idea of help, there's a difference between the idea... Well, we, we usually mean something different when we ask for advice versus when we ask for help. Let me illustrate this. Um, I've been working out at my house a good bit, and um, I was going to nail it down to one instance, but I realized most of my projects actually follow this. Generally what happens is I'll take a picture of something, send it to one of the brothers in the church, say, hey, what would you do? And they'll write me back, and I'll get to working and things like that. And pretty soon I send another picture and says, should it start to look like this? And generally the reply back is, no, it should not look like that. <laughs> and finally, I guess because I haven't done anything in a while, I'll get a call and say, hey, brother, do you need help? <laughs> yes, I need help. What's the difference? You see, there, there, we usually mean something different when we're asking for input versus when we're asking for help. Advice is, hey, can you tell me something about this? Help is, I need you to come make a difference. And it's pretty amazing that that's the word that Paul uses for talking about prayer. Helping through prayer. And this is not the only time he said this. Um, in Philippians 1, I can just read this for us, Philippians 1, 18 and 19. Paul is saying, What then, only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed, and in this I rejoice. Yes, and I will rejoice, for I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayers. That's amazing. Paul is saying, prayer will make a difference. Prayer is a very practical thing. If you pray... God's going to be using that, but it's going to make a difference. If you don't pray, it makes a difference. You have not because you ask not. And we get into this realm and we try and, you know, don't, you can let that bother you. Like, how does that work versus what God's going to do because He's sovereign? Nobody in the Bible ever deals with that. Paul, Paul's saying, I need you to pray for me because if you pray for me, God will deliver me. Yeah. It's a very practical thing. And um, Philemon, there's also one more that I can read you here. In 22, he's asking, Paul's asking him and says, At the same time also prepare for me a lodging, for I hope that through your prayers I will be given to you. I mean, what, what, what a way of thinking of, well, I've got this desire for a trip. Instead of writing and, and um, just saying, you know, prepare the lodging, he says, through your prayers. I think your prayer is what's going to bring me to you. It's very practical. It makes a difference. We often struggle to view prayer this way, to view prayer on this, this practical type of level. And so we end up saying things like this, I will pray for you, but is there anything practical I can do? Now you know what, you know what the person means. He's saying, basically, I'll do anything for you. But we have to be careful that those types of phrases don't reveal a subtle thought that prayer is kind of the easier high road thing that will probably have less impact and I'm going to do something practical, something that will really make a difference. See, there's a subtle difference. Or one of them, and I actually heard Paul Washer say this, he said, there's no worse outlook on a person's situation when you, when you hear someone say, all we can do is pray. <laughs> I mean, that means things have gotten really bad. But it can betray a subtle thought that we've tried all of the good options that usually work. Now we'll try prayer as kind of a last resort. 
And so there's this tendency to view prayer as not the first order of things, not the thing that I'm going to do first, but that was Paul's view of prayer. He says, pray. He's always asking for prayer. It's his first line of defense. Because when the saints pray, things happen. Things happen. Um, And let me just read you this one more verse that really, really encouraged me this morning in Revelation 8 along this line. And this is especially an encouragement um, if you feel too weak to do any good. You know, you, you may see needs in the saints, in the church, you may see needs of lost people around you, and you just kind of feel helpless. And maybe even your prayer feels helpless. But that's not the Bible's view of prayer. Listen to this in Revelation 8, verses 3 through 5. This is what happens at a prayer meeting. Another angel came and stood at the altar holding a golden censer and much incense was given to him so that he might add it to the prayers of all the saints on the golden altar which is before the throne. I mean, you, this is unbelievable. Like you feel like I'm coming here and my prayers are just, you know, they're just hitting the ceiling. I'm tired. You know, it doesn't feel real. Well, what is actually happening is those prayers are being gathered near the throne of God. They're being mixed with this um, fire from the altar. And listen what happens. Then the angel took the censer and filled it with the fire of the altar and threw it to the earth. And there followed peals of thunder and sounds and flashes and lightning and an earthquake. Your prayers when you're tired at 6 o'clock in the morning and you come out here and you're just asking God to help. You're going through our list and it all feels so normal. Or you come out on Wednesday night or Thursday night and it feels so normal. It feels like it's not going to matter if I show up. I can show up or not show up. Or it's not going to matter if I put my heart into this. Do you realize what's happening in heaven those little weak prayers are being gathered together with fire from the altar and, and then they're thrown back to the earth and things are changed. Earthquakes. What's he trying to tell us here? He's trying to say, when you pray, mighty things can happen. Mighty things can happen and mighty things will happen. Will happen. So this is just an exhortation on helping through prayer. Helping through prayer. Amen.